Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Grace and peace, beauties, rise and shine. It is a beautiful Soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie, yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Gobel, and I am back with another dose of the most insight, inspiration, encouragement, energy, and love. Yep, you already know that's what I'm about to give you a dose of. And I am coming into your home, your phone, your car, or your computer just to release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from. Again, thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally. You know, God is really enlarging and expanding the territory for Beautiful Soul Sunday, and he has been opening doors each week, blessing the podcast to reach listeners all across the world. We are now in eight countries, guys. So shout out to my new beauties in Puerto Rico. Holla at your girl. Gracias. And as always, I am sending big hearts and lots of love to all of you around the world. Listen, keep it locked. Keep listening and subscribing to Beautiful Soul Sunday because I am here to give you some news you can use. And of course, that is only the good news, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I pray that all of you beauties have had an amazing, prosperous and blessed week. You know, I actually had a bit of a challenging week last week. I really did. And God never allows me to forget to practice what I preach. In this episode, you're going to find out why I said that. But you know, I really am grateful and thankful to God that I'm not just giving you instruction each week or sharing things with you that I'm not actually experiencing myself or having to live out or walk out. So this week, family, I want to talk about a topic that we all deal with from time to time in other people. And hopefully, this isn't something that you have to overcome yourself. But as the saying goes, to thine own self be true. And that is dealing with people who lie. I mean, people who are just not honest, people who don't tell the truth. And if you remember, or if you had an opportunity to listen to last week's episode, I talked about leaders and what do you do when you follow someone, you follow a leader or you have to submit to a leader who lies? Where beauties, listen, I am not teaching or sharing anything with you that I am not living firsthand. As I said before, I can tell you that. And last week, I actually caught someone in a lie who is in a leadership role and a leadership position. Really, I caught the person in two lies. And man, it honestly ticked me off, even though I wasn't shocked by it. 
But I was extremely irritated, like for real irritated, and it bothered me. Some people would just lie for absolutely no reason at all. And, you know, of course, maybe they have their own reason for lying or they are used to telling lies that, first of all, they believe their own lie. And I honestly think it becomes second nature for someone to lie because it's almost like they will lie without even knowing that they are lying themselves. It reminds me of something my mother, Mama Paulette, used to say when she was raising me. She used to always say, I can't stand a thief and a liar. So growing up as a young girl, I always tried to make sure that I didn't steal or lie because I knew there would be consequences simply because I knew how she felt about liars and thieves. And as it turns out, she was not by herself in how she felt about liars. And here's why. First, I want to go over some common reasons people might lie. Number one, people might lie to save face, basically so that they don't look like a fool. But to those people, FYI, you look like a bigger fool whenever you try to cover up something and people find out that you lied. Okay. Number two, People will lie to shift blame on someone else. Those are the I didn't do it people. Number three, people will lie to avoid confrontation to keep from getting into an argument. They would rather prefer to just lie. Number four, people will lie to get their own way. Number five, You know, sometimes people will lie honestly just to be nice, believe it or not. In other words, you know, they'll lie. You ask them a question. Do you think I've gained weight? And, you know, your response is, no, girl, you look good. You haven't gained weight. Lie. (laughs) And number six, people will lie just to make themselves feel better. Statistics say that everybody lies sometimes. These statistics were taken from the Brandon Gale website for small business and marketing advice. So just listen to this. These numbers may or may not be shocking to you, but we'll see. So guys, brace yourself because I personally found these statistics alarming. These are statistics about lying. So, okay, here we go. By the age of four years old, 90% of children have already learned the concept of lying. Based on studies performed in the past, it is estimated that 60% of adults cannot have a 10-minute conversation without lying at least once. Within those 10 minutes, An average of three lies were told, and here's the breakdown. Who gets lied to the most? Number one, statistics say that parents are lied to the most, 86%. Number two, friends are lied to, 75%. Number three, siblings are lied to, 73%. 
And number four, spouses are lied to 69%. Where the most lies are seen are number one on 40% of resumes. And number two, the most lies are seen on dating sites at 90%. No surprise there. Everyday lying. Here are some statistics for people who lie on a daily basis. 12% of adults admit to telling a lie often or even sometimes. 80% of women admit to telling harmless half-truths occasionally. For instance, you haven't seen those shoes? I've had those shoes for a while. Sorry, ladies, even though they were in the trunk of your car. (laughs) But okay, moving on. 31% of people admit to lying on their resumes. 13% of patients lie to their doctor. 32% of patients stretched the truth to their doctor. 30% lie about their diet and exercise regimens. Six lies are told daily by men to their partner, their boss, or their colleagues. Three lies are told daily by women to their partner, boss, or colleagues. Lying is considered more common among phone calls than face-to-face chats. One lie in every seven is discovered as far as liars can tell. These are facts that I'm giving you, so stay with me. A tenth of lies are just exaggerations and 60% were outright deceptions. 70% of liars claim they would tell their lies again. Wow. And here's the last statistic. For everyday lying, Americans tell an average of 11 lies a week. I'm not sure when this poll or when this study was taken, but in 2020, the average number of lies told by Americans and people in general has probably more than doubled or tripled within a week, I'm sure. So knowing all of these statistics on lying, That will really make you give people the side eye from now on when they're telling you something and you already have a feeling that they're probably not being honest or they're probably lying anyway. So these statistics are referred to, believe it or not, as the 25 nose growing statistics on lying because it is referencing the fictional character. Pinocchio. You remember Pinocchio hearing that story? You may have even read the novel or watched the movie. Pinocchio was a puppet carved by a wood carver named Geppetto in a Tuscan village in Italy. He was created as a wooden puppet, but he dreams of becoming a real boy. He is notably characterized for his frequent tendency to lie, which causes his nose to grow whenever he lies. Well, guys, believe it or not, there is actually some truth to that, because according to medical doctors, even the famous Dr. Oz being one of those doctors who confirmed this, 
Studies have shown medically that bones stop growing after puberty and muscles and fat cells also stop dividing. But the cartilage that's in your ears and your noses continues to grow until the day you die. So not only does cartilage grow, but the earlobes elongate from gravity. And that's why if you see an older person with larger noses and ears, that is the reason why. So it's a fact that your nose actually does grow your entire life. Maybe it's from all the lying everybody has been doing. No, actually, I'm kidding. But it does make you wonder why everything else stops growing except your nose and your ears as you get older. Things that make you go, hmm, right? Listen, take a quick second just to think about that for a moment. And I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show. Before the break, I talked about the fictional character Pinocchio and how there is actually a little truth to the story because our noses actually do grow our entire lives. Only God knows the real reason why, because he created us. But honestly, my personal opinion is that as you get older, you start to lose your senses. Your sense of taste, smell, your eyesight starts to dim. And really, it's like your hearing starts to go first in the natural, which is amazing because my pastor just taught on how the Bible talks about us becoming dull of hearing. But I found out something that was very interesting to me. As I read about the fictional character Pinocchio, and I'm going to share that with you in a moment. Now, the story actually changed from the original publication in 1881, which I am glad because in the first publication, Pinocchio was violently killed for his bad behavior in lying. The story served as a warning to liars, and it was really tragic because instead of the story being somewhat charming or endearing, it was intended to serve as more of a consequence for lying, and it concluded with the puppet's execution. Pinocchio's enemies, a fox and a cat, bound his arms, they put a noose around his neck, and they hung him from the branch of an oak tree. Doesn't sound like the story you've heard, right? Which was thankfully rewritten as a children's novel in 1883. 
and of course, taken to media as the Disney film in 1940. But really, the fox and the cat killed him for lying. A fox who is known for being sly and a cat who is known for being sneaky. But okay. Anyway, here is the interesting part I found out when reading about Pinocchio. And hopefully my Bible readers will find this interesting as well. Here's what I found out. The name Pinocchio is a combination of Italian words. And listen to this. Pinocchio's name is the Italian form of the name Joseph. Now, for my Bible readers who are familiar with Joseph in the Bible, he was sold into slavery by his brothers who wanted to kill him because they were jealous of him when they saw how he was favored by his father. But the older brother, Reuben, said, well, he is our brother. He is our blood. Let's not kill him. Let's sell him into slavery, which they did. But they told their father that a wild animal must have eaten him. So they lied to their father. And now, coincidentally, their father was Jacob in the Bible, and his very name meant trickster or basically liar. God later changed his name to Israel because he would later be chosen by God. And God ended up making his name great because this is where the entire nation of Israel gets its name. But before his name was changed from Jacob to Israel, Jacob was a brazen trickster who deceived members of his own family. He lied and deceived his own father, Isaac. He lied to his brother Esau. He lied to his uncle Laban. And now, fast forward, he has his own sons who are lying to him. And if you read or follow this story from the beginning, Jacob's mother was a liar because she taught him how to lie because she was actually the one who told him to deceive his father to trick his brother out of his inheritance. And I'm not going to try to get into everyone's family business right now. So I'm just going to leave that right there. But I will say this, our children sometimes will learn behavior from their parents. So sometimes lying is a learned behavior, just saying. It doesn't even have to be a big lie, but a lie is a lie. And earlier I talked about how the content of this podcast, this episode, came about when I discovered that someone in a leadership position lied to me last week because, again, I talked about respecting authority. So I was later praying about this person lying, who I still had to respect as a leader. And I said to God, respect authority, huh? Because, you know, that was the title of the episode last week. But as I was praying, I said to God, well, I know you don't like liars. And God spoke back to me and said, actually, I hate liars. And as soon as he said that to me, I heard the scripture that I am about to read to you. It is out of the book of Proverbs, chapter six, verses 16 through 19. 
I'm going to be reading out of the King James Version. And verse 16 starts off by saying, These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Verse 17 says, A proud look, that's number one, a lying tongue, that's number two, and hands that shed innocent blood. Verse 18 says, A heart that devises evil or wicked imaginations, feet that are swift in running to mischief. And verse 19 says, A false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. In this passage of scripture, Lord is in all caps, meaning all capital letters when it says these six things doth the Lord hate. It signifies or it represents who God is as Jehovah, Yahweh God, the self-existed one. So if you are ever reading the Bible and the word Lord is written in all capital letters, God is letting us know that he's in control and he means business. And he's saying, I want you to hear me loud and clear. To put it into perspective, it's almost like God is yelling at us when you see that the word Lord is written in all caps. For instance, have you ever read someone's email or a text message and it's written in all capital letters? The text and email language in all caps is letting you know that the person who sent it is mad or angry or they're yelling at you through text. You're reading what was written, so obviously you can't hear the tone of the person's voice to know what they're feeling at that very moment. So in order to get their point across to you, they will capitalize or put emphasis on a word in order for you to get their message in the tone of the email or the text. This is what God is doing when you see LORD in all caps. He wants to get his point across and he's yelling it to you. He's yelling it to us, flexing his muscles to remind us that he is God and to remind us who we are dealing with. God is saying, I'm reminding you who I am in the text, who I am. Did you catch that? So scripture is a text. In this text, God is saying, listen, don't play with me, okay, when you, whenever you see Lord in all caps. So number one, God hates a proud look, a prideful, haughty spirit, a high-minded person, someone who feels like they are superior to other people. God hates that. And number two on the list is a lying tongue. That is number two on God's list of things that he hates. He hates a liar, someone who is deceitful with a babbling tongue, someone who speaks lies, someone who speaks evil, a person who uses their tongue as an instrument to spit lies. Number three, God hates hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, or a person who likes to scheme all the time, someone who does wicked, evil things in secret, 
God also hates feet. This is number five feet that are swift in running to mischief or someone who is quick to run to evil. Number six, God hates a false witness that speaks lies. And number seven is the one that really disgusts God the most. And that is someone who sows discord among their brother or their sister. Or one translation of the Bible refers to this person as someone who likes to stir up conflict within the community. Out of the Messenger Bible, here are six things God hates. I want to read a different translation to you just to give you a different perspective. God hates eyes that are arrogant, a tongue that lies, hands that murder the innocent, a heart that hatches evil plots, feet that race down a wicked track, a mouth that lies under oath, and lastly, a troublemaker in the family. And if you think about it, all of the things from God's hate list, it stems from someone who lies. And lying is deception directly from the enemy because the enemy will always try to make a lie look like the truth. Then he will use it against you and make you think that God is not listening to you, that God is not fighting for you, or that God doesn't care about you. The enemy will use deception every time to cause us to doubt God and to doubt his love for us. That's the enemy's job. He wants us to doubt God by planting superficial thoughts and ideas within our hearts and in our heads. The enemy will tell you that God may say that he's a God of love, but he doesn't really love us. Otherwise, why would God allow you to go through certain things? Basically, that is the enemy's job to make us or cause us to believe a lie. The Bible tells us in St. John chapter 8, verse 34, that Satan is the father of lies. That means he is the one that birthed the lie from the beginning. He was the first one to lie. And the first lie that he told was to himself when he thought that he could be like God or be equal to God. That's what it says in St. John chapter 8, verse 34. It says, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks lies, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So Satan is not only a liar, he's not just a liar, he's the father of lies. He birthed the lie. But you know what? Jesus is truth. And thank God that when Jesus came and he gave his life for us, Listen, he shut down every lie from the enemy. And you know what? We have that confidence in Christ. For my younger audience, I know there is a young Christian rapper called The Truth, D-A, Truth. And of course, I'm sure it's because he's probably spitting truth in his lyrics. 
But Jesus is the real truth. In St. John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So again, we have that confidence. He is truth. He came in truth. And he is the real truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And of course, we can know that Jesus Christ is truth, but still, we do have to deal with people who are not honest. So how are you supposed to deal with a liar? Studies say this, first, separate yourself from their behavior. One of the biggest problems we face when encountering a liar is usually that of personal interaction. Number two, check and confirm your facts. Number three, protect yourself from people who lie. Number four, ask for the story in reverse. Tell someone to rewind. (laughs) Number five, call them out on it. You know, sometimes people will continue to lie because no one will call them out on it or confront them about lying. Number six, Always hold on to your own integrity. Number seven, always reflect. And number eight, a lot of times we really just have to accept people for who they are and pray for them and leave them in God's hands. Here's my advice in dealing with a liar. My own personal advice is to just pray for them. Pray hard for them. And let God deal with them. As I was praying about my own situation last week, after God reminded me that he hates a liar, he followed it with this scripture. And this is the scripture that really caused me to pray for the person who lied. This is actually a Bible verse that I can still to this day hear my granny Lanier quote. It's out of the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 8. And this is Jesus talking. I'm going to start with verse 7. It says in Revelation 21, 7, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Verse 8 says, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and horror mongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. All liars will have their part in the lake of fire in a burning hell. And you know what? No lie is worth that, and I honestly wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. So if you know someone who has a problem with a lying tongue, listen, pray earnestly for that person, because it would seem like a person who lies on you or against you is condemning you, but actually they are condemning themselves. Of course, you guys know that I always like to end the show with a quote. And I did find a couple of great quotes. 
The first one is by singer-songwriter John Lennon from the rock band The Beatles. He said, being honest may not get you a lot of friends, but it will always get you the right ones. And it is unknown who said this last quote, but it is my absolute favorite. Honesty is a very expensive gift. Don't expect it from cheap people. Listen, that is my time, beauties. Remember, honesty really is the best policy. So always do your best to be honest and truthful to yourself as well as to others. Keep living your best life for Christ. Always walk in love. Let your soul shine. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive. Stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Be kind. Keep a beautiful mind. And never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.